Good morning, American High. America, a few years from now, prosperous, clean, and sober. Except one night a year, when all drugs and alcohol are legal. For you seniors, you will be able to participate in your first binge. Let's say your name is Kimberly Jones, and let's say you binged on a jet ski, which exploded into flames. She's here tonight. Can you guys guess which one she is? I'll give you a hint. You're cold, getting warmer, getting warmer, red hot, burning hot. She's the one that looks like a mummy. Mm. Oh, she's good, isn't she? It's the good, the bad, and the watchable. Which category does that movie fit in? We'll find out. It's a movie podcast with three amigos talking movies that actually are new and came out in 2020. I'm Nick Rojas. Join alongside me. Nick Boyle and Mark DeSisto. Guys, how you doing? Doing good, man. I mean, besides the fact that I screwed this entire podcast up for anyone listening <laughs> to this episode, I completely messed up all of our movies for the week. Well, more or less my own. And uh, But we're going to roll with the punches. We made adjustments. And I'm, besides that, I'm getting, my schedule is getting crazy with grad school and stuff now. It's ridiculous. We'll figure it out. Um, yeah. I've watched yet again. I've once again watched a ton of movies. I'm back. Nice. Good to be back. It feels so good to be back. People keep asking me if I'm back. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Yeah, I'm I, thinking I, I'm back. <laughs> I'll, I'll mention this right here at the top. Two things. One, Mark and I discussed this. I watched five movies on Saturday, which is... In a row? Not in a row. It was broken up by a run to Little Caesars. Yeah, I was going to say naps were had. Naps were definitely had. In fact, it's really four and a half because I fell asleep in one of the movies, which we'll talk about later. I watched five movies just so I could listen to podcast episodes about said movies. Dude, that's dedication. Loved it. It was a great day. It was a rainy day where we were. Second thing I want to mention, you heard at the top of the podcast, this is our first ever sponsored podcast episode. Woo! We're on Anchor. Shout out to them. They're our sponsor. We're on Spotify. We're on so many podcasts apps that i never knew existed how so, many are there <laughs> a lot um yeah no it's it's uh yeah i keep getting emails like congrats you're on like i don't know dispatch i'm like dispatch is a podcast thing it's like it is now <laughs> sure yeah. you're on there in fact you had twenty thousand listens to it like oh that's awesome um wow but yeah so shout out to anchor i did the ad at the beginning of the episode and uh yeah so shout out to them we're on spotify now so if you listen to spotify keep listening to us on i think spotify. it was a good transition Please yeah let us know it. let us know but anyway we're gonna get right to it today it's uh, a bit of unfortunate news came out friday night i was hanging I out with mark <laughs> what what mark what boy no i was saying i don't i don't need this news segment right now because i'm honestly still very torn and like hurt by what hey, happened we, it's funny you say that too because we found out together i thought rojas was pulling my leg um we were we were at my place and then he just like looked at me shocked he was like dude bozeman's dead i was like no he's not i was like clearly not and then it was all over twitter and uh, it was that was shocking i it, i can't believe he kept it under wraps um we all know how many uh, great films he came out with while he was uh, diagnosed like uh civil war um, Infinity War, Endgame, Black Panther, um, the Jackie Robinson movie, I believe, came out in that stretch, too. Mm. Um, just almost too many to name. Uh, was Marshall in there? There's a ton. I mean, he just, he was cranking out seriously good work. He was doing all those celebrity appearances, too. Um, just a, a true superhero in every sense of the word. And he means so much, especially to the black community. I think we've all seen it all over social media and that should not be um taken lightly he, he did mean so much to that community especially with everything going on in today's social climate and i it, this one hurts especially you know for for us movie fans too uh the man uh you know we really appreciate his work but we also appreciate who he was off screen too uh so that's uh it's a sad one we're gonna miss him yeah boy where where were you when you found out <clears throat> so i was uh I was in a, I was up at a lake house and uh, celebrating someone's engagement. And um, mm, were you? Yeah. And I uh, I looked down at my phone and I was like, "Oh no, no, this can't be true." What got you to look at your phone, by the way? 
because I got something too that was like interesting. I, oh, you know what it was? It was like a news thing, like an Apple News. Like my, I think I was like looking at the time because I didn't have my phone on me when I was there, and I went and clicked it, and it said like it was one of those Apple News alerts, and it just said yeah. Chadwick Boseman died, and I was like, age forty three, what? And I like opened up, I was like, is this the same Chadwick? <laughs> Not yeah. many Chadwicks, but let me check. And then I was just like, oh my god. Oh yeah. my god! Like, because we, we were looking at the TV, and me and Steve, our friend Steve, we were talking about when did Jackie Robinson make his debut? Because it was Jackie Robinson was debut. Jackie Robinson MLB. MLB. And I was like, I think it's forty-seven. So I look up Jackie Robinson, um, and scroll through, and it's like Jackie Robinson biopic actor Chadwick Boseman dies at forty-three. And I kept scrolling. And I was like, oh, I was like, wait, I was like, I was like, what? Like that's like, a it, crazy it, coincidence. It did, like, I literally read it and moved past it. I was like, wait a minute, what? I was like, what? I was like, what? I couldn't believe it. And what are the, it, like it happened, it was released like 18 minutes earlier. I just so happened to be searching for that. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad oh, you told that. Rojas was like immediately silent for like the rest of the night, just like looking at his phone. And we were just like, what? It was shocking. Still I was waiting to find out if other people had known and just kept it a secret. And it turns out, no. But Boyle, continue. You were just in shock too. The, that was it. I mean, I, I think what was like, first of all, a shock. I mean, 2020 has been crazy. I mean, don't give me it. It has. I know that that's been, been the thing. And yeah, it has. Um, and, uh, but like, at first I was like, is this a joke? And then I'm reading and then I'm like, wait a minute, colon cancer. And now that's a huge prevalent thing. Like, that's why we get checked when we, you know, when we start hitting thirties and forties, you know, depending on your doctor and right. your family history and stuff. Um, it just shows you, but I mean, you know what? I respect the guy. Um, for keeping it under the wraps as a Hollywood actor. Cause I think like, is the shock powerful? Sure. But like he was leaving such a legacy and we didn't even know what was going on. We didn't know he was battling this. I think about it though. There was one role he did where he looked so deathly skinny. And I was like, Oh my gosh, man. They were like, saying that when it was like, he did an appearance for something uh, yeah, via zoom or something. Everybody was like, dude, what happened? They're like, why is he so yes. skinny? And then I, I actually, I'm pretty sure that, we might have talked about that. We were like, he's got to be prepping for some role or something. We I was did, like, Mark. Because I was like, something's, I was like, that doesn't look right. And I was like, and then I think just because we're, we're the type of people we are, we're like, oh, he's just such a serious actor. He's prepping for a role. Because like, I mean, well, plus usually head, they come out. Usually yeah, like, they come out and say like something. Like I remember Christian Bale like did something like that for like the, the machinist or something. I forget uh, the fighter. It and the machine like something where he like lost a ton of weight like after batman and we're like wow he looks like not great so i mean just knowing how good of an actor chadwick boseman is we were we were probably saying we're like all right he's prepping for something you he, know what it, it was it was vice remember when he gained all the weight to be um dick cheney he oh yeah he got the real weight and there, and was, there was something there was a role where he was like like skin and bones that i think that was the fighter with mark Wahlberg. And that then could have been also, it because he was like a drug addict in it. And then um, Matthew McConaughey did it for Dallas Buyers Club. That's right. So we didn't think anything of it. We're like, oh, I remember you and I literally saying like, oh man, like maybe he's doing a role. But yeah, no, nah, he was awesome. He's he's going to be missed. I mean, like it's just, yeah, it, it, it was sad news and uh, shocking at the same time. Yeah, I was super bummed. I um, First time I'd ever seen a movie was 42. I saw him, uh, that was Seven years ago, 2013, I remember that coming out, being like, this guy's pretty good. I, no, I, you know what's crazy is for maybe like those first three or four years that I knew of him, I thought he was British. Cause I was like, there's no way an American actor can be like this good at like doing all these roles. He's been able to do. Yeah, I'm just like biased against like American actors. I'm like, American actors aren't good. British actors are good. This guy has got to be British. You heard it Rojas thinks American actors stink. Yeah, and I saw his name was Chadwick. I was like, man, that if that ain't That's one of the most American. British names of all time. That sounds uh, British. Yeah. yeah. And um, no, straight up South Carolina. I was like, what? I was like, what? Yeah. This guy is the bee's knees. Um, <laughs> I, and I hope that's, you know, you know, I'm trying to make, you know, light of a really dark situation. But uh, that's just to me, like to me, that was just like how amazing of an actor. I I'll finish with this one. I think um, I, I just think it's so powerful, even after his diagnosis. And then there's those um, select scenes in um, Black Panther when they actually talk about uh, death and, and, you know, the next like step. 
in life. And they're like, you know, he has that quote, I believe it's Civil War, when he's like, you know, in, in my culture, uh, death is not the end. It's like, it's only the, I don't know the, the full quote, so I don't want to misquote it, but it's like something, it's like, you know, it's, it's just like a new beginning or something like that. And I think that's really powerful. Yeah. Like he was delivering that, knowing that, you know, his time was uh, running out soon. Yeah. I, I don't know about you guys, but one of the first things I thought of was uh, Portals and how he's the first one to come out. And I'm like, now that hit, like, and it's like a cliche online, but it, that scene now feels a lot different than, yeah. uh, I mean, it felt great at the time, but now, like, now that he's no longer with us, um, yeah, that scene definitely hits a lot. And I recommend to all of you guys, not just you two, but to every, anyone who, um, Ryan Coogler, who directed Black Panther, wrote this letter, an open letter to, about Chadwick's passing. That is, it's a quick read. Um, really powerful stuff. Really powerful stuff. And uh, definitely hit me right there. But uh, yeah, man, Wakanda forever. He's going to be missed. Um, yeah, absolutely. So bummer, but we had to talk about it because uh, that one definitely stunk. But let's move who on. Who knows what's going to happen with that now? Because Black Panther is one of the big guys that kind of should have continued. We're talking about him being the new leader for the Avengers. So yeah, so yeah. it's going to be yeah. interesting what happens. With, the, with this tragic news. Yeah. Uh, All right. Mansion. Yeah, we got and moving on to maybe I don't even just alternate news. Haunted Mansion is going to be remade. It's going to be written by Katie Dippold, who she used to write some Parks and Rec episodes. She also wrote, wrote The Heat and uh, that Ghostbusters reboot that wasn't well received at all and that well, I fell asleep in. And she also wrote the movie Snatched, which I don't think anybody liked. Do with that info what you will. I wrote in the notes, you know. I'm going to tell you right now from that info, I'm not interested. (laughs) Look, here's the thing. We, I'm going to start off hot here. We always say, don't remake good movies. Remake movies that weren't that good, but had a good idea. Mm -hmm. Sure. If you're going to do this, sure. Because no one has really strong attachment to Haunted Mansion. So. Speaking of that, I just just did a quick uh, Google. Uh, Haunted Mansion got 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. Exactly. Yeah, why not? Remake it. Wait, what are you going to do? Worse? <laughs> yeah, and maybe her skill set, I don't know, maybe she, you know, after two, look. Maybe needs a little less pressure, right? Because if yeah. you have, like, trying to redo something like Ghostbusters, which is, like, iconic, like, yes. you know it's going to be met with, like, pretty much fierce criticism no matter what. And, like, I get, like, the movie stunk, but right. like, that that's kind of tough, so why not, like, start over, take a step back, Take on a project that might be, um, you know, uh, a little softer in the critics' eyes. Like Haunted Mansion, they'll be like, well, compared to the last one, which stunk, it can only go up. So that's going to be a good project for her. And Boyle, this is like during uh, the original Haunted Mansion is made during a time where Disney kind of doesn't really have a path. They're rattling off movies like Atlantis, Emperor's New Groove on the animated side. They have Haunted Mansion. They were more. Think about this now. Take you back to two thousand one. I read this book about this, Boyle. They are are like, let's make some movies about rides because we don't really know what we want to do. So let's make a Haunted Mansion ride and, okay, I guess we'll make a Pirates of the Caribbean ride. But guess what? This Haunted Mansion ride is going to be the one that we're going to put all our, you know, kind of like force behind because like Johnny Depp, Pirates. We got Eddie Murphy over here. So, and then Pirates becomes Pirates and Haunted Mansion becomes Haunted Mansion, so... That's an incredible story. I had no idea about that. Yeah, they were like, uh, obviously Haunted Mansion is going to be sick. We don't know about this Pirates of the Caribbean thing. Could stink. <laughs> People don't like pirates. I would have loved to sit in on that board meeting and like years later be like, yeah, what was that, Bill? Dude, yeah, what exactly. I would do to sit in on those boards. That's how people get fired, by the way, in Hollywood. Oh, They're okay. like, trust me, Haunted Mansion is going to slay at the box office. But I don't know. But, but I mean, you're, you're right. Like, you're not interested based off the thing. But I hear what you're saying. Like it, honestly, I get it. It it probably could be better than the Eddie Murphy. I've seen the Eddie Murphy version. I don't know if you guys ever did. Um, I didn't see it either. And I just no, I have. Oh, I didn't see it. Oh, okay. I, just, I think I have a long time ago. Did you like it, Boyle? It was a total kids movie, dude. I was a kid. It was like okay when I saw it. It was really not that great. Um, I mean, they were just trying to make your kids Disney laugh sort of movie. Whereas Pirates, I think they actually aimed maybe more for the adults. Um, maybe that's why I succeeded. Um, if she did Ghostbusters reboot and is going to now still stay in the ghost realm, I mean, interesting. She might have a better success with this one. I think uh, they said that they're going to just forget that movie. Was like I just think that the... <laughs> not gonna imagine that. 
I just think like what you can't, like you said, Ross, you can't go wrong with this plot. I mean, anything you come up with is not going to be terrible unless you just literally don't try at this point. So, (laughs) so I mean, like I say, I'm like, eh, not interested, but we all know we'll probably watch it in four years. Plus Disney just needs to get rid of stuff. Like I was thinking about this now and, um, you know, we had that list of movies Disney should have came out with this year. Okay. We have the list of movies for next year and the year after, which they're so backed up on now because of all the production and all this stuff with COVID. Oh, I feel like we talked enough. We don't even know who's going to be directing it or in it. So we'll see. Uh, let's move on to a movie that just came out this past weekend. Yes. A new movie came out August 28th to Hulu. So is we can get into whether or not this is considered a TV movie or not. I don't know what the rules are anymore with this, but it came out on Hulu. It is set in a time where all drugs and alcohol are illegal. The only day anyone can participate in the fun is on binge day. So play up on the purge rated TVMA. It stars a few people that you might recognize from things. Obviously Vince Vaughn, Skylar Gisondo, who is in book smart and a few other projects. Oh, in, um, the, the Righteous Gemstones. That's what I yes. recognized him. Yep, he's in that. He's in – he's been in a bunch of stuff. Wet Hot American Summer, um, the the new cast one. Uh, Dexter Darden, who I don't really recognize from a few things. And Eduardo Franco, who is also in Booksmart as well. Uh, he plays Andrew. It's directed by – and I want to just get these out there too because this is going to factor into our review here. Jeremy Ger- Gerlich, who is more known as a producer. This is his first full-length directing uh, debut. And written by Jordan Vandina – who has never written a movie before. So his debut, again, rated R for all intents and purposes. Mark, you saw it. What'd you think? Um, I think you brought up an interesting point. Is this a TV movie? Is it a real movie? I kind of got TV movie vibes from it as I was watching it. Um, I really liked the concept. I thought um, doing a parody of The Purge could be really funny. I, I thought there was a lot of potential there, but with these, like, as we've mentioned uh, many times earlier, um, a lot of these 2020 uh, direct to streaming movies have been a disappointment. So I kind of went in uh, soft on this one. I didn't think it was that bad. I, I thought there were some laughs, but I just thought they could have done a lot more. Um, I'm not a big fan of this, uh, Skyler Gisondo guy in a leading role. I think he's much better as a supporting cast member. Uh, Vince Vaughn was a pleasant surprise. I thought he was funny, and uh, I didn't expect much from him. I was like, uh, you know, his his comedy heyday is is behind him. Uh, but he was good. He, he had a nice character arc throughout it. And again, with the uh, with the laughs, though, uh, again, I'm just disappointed. I think like uh, when you have the binge, there's just so much more they could have done with it. Like just been way more elaborate kind of with the, um, like the partying and the, and the drug abuse that they could have done. I, I just thought it kind of fell flat. Like it wasn't as big a part of the plot as it should have been. Yeah. I, I thought it was okay. I, I gave it two and a half stars out of five. Right. It, Mark, building off that, it's almost as if like the drug use and the alcohol use almost occurs in a vacuum and it just goes through their system. Like there's exactly. almost no, there's like almost no consequences. Like they didn't play off it at all. Like if they, they don't drink at all and then they were drinking during the day and then they show up to like the big party at the end and then they can just like keep like magically boozing like the whole time. Again, I don't care about that's not, how, this. that's not how this works. Boyle, they do mushrooms and there's a fun musical sequence mm-hmm. and then it's like, well, anyway, back, back at it. Completely normal. Like, I, I lost a lot of interest during the – I faded out during the musical sequence. I was very bored with it, and I just wanted it to be over. That's when Julia woke up from her nap and thought the song was nice. I was like, it was nice. It was a nice song. But, uh, yeah. That is a classic, Jules. Oh, wow. This is a lovely song. Like this song. This is a good song. It, I was telling Mark this the other day um, – yesterday, I guess – that halfway through the movie, I was like, oh, I think I'm forcing some laughs here. It's it's definitely falls into the category of watchable and Boyle. If we turn this into a segment of of sell you on it, you know, if if you're like, all right, let's just watch a movie right before bed here. It's it's like just over ninety minutes. You could do a lot worse. There's parts of this movie that I definitely laughed at, but you know, and again, taking from where Mark is going from, it's there are some premises in this movie that you're like, this 
in a in better hands, this could be a commentary on aspects of society or kind of like the the worst part about it is like you're like it's like in our own minds we're like oh they're like they, they could do something good with this and I'm just like eh like eh, yeah maybe chuckle yeah like really like an animal so is passed out and but you're saying that it, yeah, I'm it, saying, it, yeah like like Rojas put it um, in better comedic hands like the I feel like this like this idea this premise could have like could have been hysterical so this and would have been perfect for Seth Rogen and this director should have taken Good Boys. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I, I I actually just rewatched Good Boys. Um, I saw that. Uh, yeah, like a couple nights ago. I'm like, this movie's like this movie's hilarious. Like that's it's a good got, premise. Yeah, it's got good points. I poo pooed Good Boys at the time, but I would take Good Boys over this. Yeah, wow. based off my memory. Question. Yeah, Good Boys yeah. was way funnier. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I gave Good Boys like a six out of ten. But I did too. I, I'm getting super jaded on comedies. I like the main actor in secondary roles, like Mark said. That's a problem. Not having enough, like, I hate to say it because it's a Hulu streaming movie, but just not having enough, like, firepower from a cast standpoint. In comedies like this, you're looking for people to, to use a basketball reference, come off the bench and, and get you good looks right. and make some joy, jokes with our actors. Mark knows this. The limo guy, dud. Um, you know, the DJs, the MCs at the gauntlet thing. That whole thing, that whole setup was kind of a dud, and the people yeah, in that. That was another thing. Like, um, uh, it was comparative. It's like they set it up like the final uh, showdown for Beer Fest. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, you got like two teams like against each other. Like, there's drinking involved. It's a big party, and funny moments were had. In this, they have like pretty much the same setup, and it just fell so flat. It, it's almost like they had this movie written there and then they're like we don't know how to end it it's like throwing a competition it's like it doesn't really make sense yeah like they didn't have a script all they had was the title and the premise and they were mm-hmm. like okay like we're we're giving this movie the green light and they could have had a heartfelt a lot or did it seem scripted <clears throat> it was i don't know it just kind of seemed lazy yeah like, like the whole so story arc that improv no, I didn't. No. Again, like the only thing I, I thought was Vince Vaughn's character got more enjoyable as the movie went on, and he kind of saves it for me. He makes it watchable. There are small without moments. Him, without him, it's not really watchable. There are definitely some moments here and there that are pretty funny, but it it definitely falls victim boil to, uh oh, like this situation's kind of wacky. Like it's the wacky older brother. Like oh, like oh my God, someone got hit. Like someone got narrow. Like to like a, it's yeah. like whoa. You know me, Boyle, I don't really like physical comedy that isn't earned. Like yeah, physical comedy for the sake of physical comedy. There's a few there's a few moments of that here. Like but, the falling uh, down the cliff from the wrong Missy? Well that, yeah. was, that was just straight back. <laughs> yeah. That literally moment the movie fell off a cliff there. But I literally I, I give this one four out of ten. Completely watchable. Like I said, it's on Hulu. Yeah, so for me it would be a five out of ten. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, not great, but like if you need something new, exactly, like go for it. But like, if we had seen it in theaters and maybe we're able to have an adult, well, I think I would have been disappointed in theaters. I was gonna say, dude, and think about using one of your movie tickets for that. Yeah. True, true. I, I'm just thinking, like, if other people are laughing around me, I tend to laugh more. So here's uh, my thought, and we had the conversations in the past about these comedies, right? Yeah. Last good comedy I can really, besides rewatching some old ones, which I'll get to later. But the last good comedy I can honestly remember is Longshot. And I just feel like since then, we haven't had a solid comedy. And the problem is, is that, like you said, Ross, a lot of these comedies are in your face. And they have to try to figure out a premise that's going to actually keep you enticed, right? The whole movie. So it's like, what can we do that isn't going to make you go, really? That was such a corny, dumb ending. That was such a stupid plot. Oh, it's a happy ending. Oh, it's a rom-com. It's like, what else can comedy really do? Um, you know, because it doesn't want to take itself seriously. It's a hard genre now. The 2000s and the 90s, I would say, were just such, I should have said that backwards, 90s and 2000s were just so good for comedy. And we may have just hit a peak for a while because there's not much to laugh about right now. I really really liked uh, Palm Springs. I thought Palm Springs was funny. Okay. Yeah, I guess. I I guess it's like next level comedies. It's so... Rare. Well, okay, so the last one that was like a phenomenon probably was like when uh, Hangover was in theaters and everyone was going nuts. So like this is the funniest movie of all yeah. time. And you know what's a bummer too is that movie. I don't know how much that movie holds up. It doesn't really. 
Yeah, but it does. Like, uh, or like Step Brothers. Like, everyone's like, Step Brothers is like the funniest movie I've ever seen. And that was like, what, 2008? Yeah. That holds up. Yeah, the other guys too. So, like, kind of what Boyle was saying, late 2000s. Like, they were. You've got the Will Ferrell. All of a sudden, we're, we're doomed. I was going to say, you got the Will Ferrell movies. You had the Adam Sandler movies. You just had those classics. Like, I just, I don't think. Yeah, the, like, they're quotable. Like, the binges are. Yes. Cool. I, don't, oh. I, I don't really, I don't really remember any. I know one thing from it, but I don't want to. Um, it would kind of be a spoiler, but it was like, it was just very unquotable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, they wow. tried to they tried to force a quote like down your throat with one of like a couple of the scenes, and I uh, like Rojas was saying it was kind of like forced laughter. Like, haha, like, okay, we're getting repetition, but like, it, I don't know, it just didn't land. Yeah, it's a, it's okay. Well, there will be funny comedies again. I promise, guys. <laughs> Please, I don't promise. I'll hold you to that. Please, well, I was gonna say, please promise. How about a movie that we all watched, guys? It's uh, from two thousand one. It's actually, yeah, like some of the some of the content of this movie and the fact that it came out in two thousand one. Yikes! Uh, Swordfish action crime thriller from June eighth, two thousand one. So a few months before um, the tragic events of nine eleven. A covert counter terrorist unit called Black Cell, led by Gabriel Shear wants the money to help finance their war against international terrorism, but it's all locked away. Gabriel brings in convicted hacker Stanley Jobson, his last name is Jobson, to help him. Directed by Dominic Sena, Skip Woods. It's starring John Travolta, Hugh Jackman, and Halle Berry. Uh, Boyle, let's start with you. What did we think about this movie? I don't want to start. Um, I, you know what? So... I guess because the way you put it in our script, I was kind of like, oh, okay. So this is how Rojas took this movie. Um, Dude, I love this movie. I like really was into it. I thought it was um, the first scene alone right in hooked me, man. I was like, this was awesome. I actually paused it so I could rewatch it with Michaela. Time got away from me and I ended up rewatching it on my own another time and finishing it. But like, I just thought it was so well done for that time period. Um, and it was still a gripping to me plot. It was an hour and a half. You're in and out. And I really liked this. I gave this an eight out of 10. I, I thoroughly did enjoy this movie from beginning. Yep. Beginning to end. I was hooked and I thought the premise was really cool. Um, it w- was, it simple. It wasn't complex. Yes. But like, you know what, for what the movie was, I did enjoy this movie. Um, maybe, maybe eight time, maybe 7.5, 7.5 out of 10. That's my final. But I did really like this, and I want to give it that credit. So, Mark? Uh, I liked it. I didn't love it. Um, it's one of those It was so over the top, like kind of just ridiculous. But, you know, I'm, I'm kind of into that. Like, uh, as far as, like, <laughs> like, the premise goes, I mean, even as, as Rojas was kind of describing it, I mean, there's, like, hacking and action and terrorism, and it's just kind of like there's a lot going on especially for like a 2001 movie. Um, Travolta's character is like, he's just so absurd. He's so Travolta. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like uh, before Travolta becomes too, too much Travolta. Yeah. Like, this is where he's like, this is where it's like, he's still okay. But I yeah. was like, like watching it now, like again, I was just like, this is, this is so nuts. So it's like, how do they let him like get away with that? Like the imagine being the director, just like sitting behind the camera, and just be like, "All right, cut it." Like, yeah, we're gonna I save was, that take. I guess two minutes into the movie, I was like, "Where do you get off, John Travolta?" <laughs> yeah. Where do you I get? Like the cast is like pretty star studded, but I felt like they really just kind of mailed this one in. Like they didn't. Like I didn't think Hugh Jackman was that good in this movie, and I love him. I think he's a great. I, I thought it was hilarious. He had a earring the whole time, <laughs> and it just made no sense for his character. What he's a hacker, happened. bro. He wears earrings. What hacker <laughs> wears an earring in any movie I've ever seen? <laughs> then I'll, I'll get to the the point where everyone usually watches this movie to see Halle Berry um, topless, and she's just casually topless while reading. It's like it, it made no sense. It didn't have anything to do with the plot. So gratuitous. <laughs> It was like Roll just on. doing stuff just to do it. So. We might we're watching a lot of movies with our 2020 lens now, where we watch these scenes and we're like, why? Where we're like, although like still, I'm saying awesome, it's still awesome, but like, why? Because <laughs> it was just like the like it was like just to do times. it. It was like also so yeah. early 2000s action. Why not? Let's throw just, it in there. Let's do it, dude. Like, what were the early two the late 90s and early 2000s action movies were feeling themselves? They're like, we're gonna make everything a green tint. 
and grainy, and it is going to be boom, boom, boom. Fast. No, it, like, to me, it was just like, I don't know. To me, it was tough to, to stay invested in this one, even though it was only 99 minutes. Well, kind of like, I was like, this is absurd. They, they were definitely like, not in like the usual absurd way that I like, I guess. Absurd too, in a way that I'm like, wait a minute, how are these two connected again? I was like, did I miss it? And then being like, I'm not rewinding. I don't, I'll figure it out. Yeah. It's and, like, and luckily for you, the movie just lays it out for you. So, so you're, you're like, like oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> that was another thing. Just like, <laughs> like, Sweet. um, so direct with how they laid out each like plot point and everything that was happening. Nothing to the imagination. Oh yeah. Just, just some of the action scenes and some of the dialogue, you're just like, John Travolta being like, you know why Houdini was awesome, bro? Yeah. I'm like, well, that... <laughs> what? <laughs> but and like, well, Mark and I were talking to Boyle yesterday about the uh, them just literally falling down the entire mountain and then <laughs> getting, getting up and being like, like oh, are you gonna arrest me? Like, like, no, I'm not. You, like, he had no like dirt on him. No like, dirt he on fell him. Down the entire mountain and he just gets up and like completely clean like clothes. And then, like, he, and then he walks <laughs> away. Like, where are you walking to? You just <laughs> fell down a mountain. Are you walking to your car? <laughs> you crashed your car. Where are you going? I'm you guys are both going to this. They're, they're going to the same car. car. Or did they... that car get around in time? Impossible. Impossible. Traffic. So many to get down to that beach. The traffic. I love that. What about the traffic? <laughs> Un unreal. Um, had to listen to a podcast about this movie afterwards to make sense of the dead body that looked like John Travolta. Yeah. Apparently that, that was the terrorist. Oh yeah. That, that was another thing where I, I kind of connected those dots like a little before, not that this movie was like, you know, a, a detective masterpiece where it was like going to be that tough, but I was just like, Oh, okay. But I wasn't like mind blown and like loved it. I was just like, Oh, okay. That's how you got to live. You could tell that this movie, when it hits, hits that scene boil, when they're in Italy and you're, you're like, Oh man, Travolta got away with it, bro. Like, what a legend. Yep, and he did. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> and I just like was like, this guy is saving the world. So apparently <laughs> in the script, I was just kind of like, instead of like, oh, this is sick, I was just kind of like, yeah, really? Like, right. But it was funny that he turned and not only didn't have goatee, but had dad gray hair. And I was like, Wow, that was your disguise to change your appearance? <laughs> I'll pull off like the Clark Kent. Here, if we put glasses on Superman, no one will know it's me. Yeah, this can't exactly be Gabriel. Gabriel had a soul patch. Sorry, sir. Go on with your day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they hold up now, the face next to him and be like, no, 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 no. This man clearly is not the same person. So no patch soul patch. <laughs> I don't believe him. <laughs> I'm and very now, sorry we bothered you. I need to ask you guys a question about this because now you brought this up and I was questioning this. So he was the terrorist, but then who is he? Like, who is he? Like, I figured we were going to see some, like, Scooby-Doo mask stuff or something. So apparently the terrorist looks the way he looks, and John Travolta in this universe gets plastic surgery to look like him. That's what – okay, that's kind of what I thought, but then I was like, is so this we're really never going to know who this guy is? Like, they made it such a big point when he was talking to the senator. He's like, all the things we've done, our history, and then they didn't go into that. And then they didn't go into who he was. So that was my only big flaw was I was just like, I can't really know who this guy was. Yeah, they tried to uh, – so Face Off came out in 97. So they tried to go back to Face Off. We should rewatch Face Off. I'm, I'd be down for a live rewatch. Uh, I like – I love that movie. I'd totally watch it. Really. So I – so yeah. well, you gave it a 7.5 out of 10? Yeah, I'm sticking with my 7.5. Mark, Mark, what do you give it? I gave it three stars, 6 out of 10. I gave it a very healthy five out of ten. Entertained, for sure entertained. If not being like this movie is so dated, so dated. I guess that's just why I took it for granted. Like that's why yeah. I didn't go crazy on it either. Because I was like, I mean, for the time period, if like I just thought it, they did good for what they had. Yeah, really. In compare, you're not watching Mission Impossible. <laughs> you're it, watching, it, you know. Yeah. I mean, I meant Mission Impossible Fallout. I didn't finish that line, but you know, I didn't feel like you can compare those two. You're kind of taking this old. 90s hour and a half flick of action in out and then somehow the villain won wow okay the, the internet looks like a bunch, a bunch of files, files in yep. a thing i'm, I'm in. in yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just shows you how much stuff it, yeah. hackers get away with who cares hacking i'm in <laughs> hold on oh okay all right i got it i guess it wasn't that elaborate maybe i should go lower but i'm no you you had a good time boyle 
I did. I guess that's the point. Is like, it's like for me to watch it, rewatch it. I was like, this is a decent movie. I can't get mad at it. Uh, how about a movie that none of us saw except for Mark? And Mark can tell us why most of us. Well, I shouldn't say that because we around here we do have access to it. Parts of the country don't have access to it. It's the New Mutants. Finally, I did it. Finally, finally. I finally saw it. <laughs> I'm so proud of you, and I didn't stick to my word. I'll, I'll quickly read the synopsis for people who don't know. I might this watch movie that, that tonight. Actually, it was supposed to come out. You mean go to the theaters tonight? Maybe. So, <laughs> it was supposed to come out like a. Early 2019, I believe. It's like, I think it's two and a half years it was delayed. Okay, so April 2018. So, yeah, something like that. That sounds about right. I think the first trailer dropped in 2017. That is wild, wild to think about. Five young mutants just discovering their abilities while held in a secret facility against their will fight to escape their past sins and save themselves. Director Josh Boone, he also wrote it with Kanate Lee. I... Oh, starring Maisie Williams, Anya Taylor-Joy, and Charlie Heaton, who you'll recognize from stuff that they've been in. You've seen it before. Mark, tell us what this movie was like, and also tell us what going to a movie theater was like, too. I'll start with the movie theater experience. Um, so here in Rhode Island, um, our IMAX theater is located in the mall. So I had to go through a mall crowd just to get um to the theater itself which is kind of adds another layer to it if you really want to avoid you know random human contact um the mall itself i was pretty impressed uh, with how spaced out they had everything they've redone kind of like the layouts to really reduce um like crowd just for foot traffic they had um hand sanitizer stations set up um everyone that i was anywhere near uh who wasn't eating was wearing a mask i was i was impressed i was pretty happy about it because um, I was kind of going in a little worried. I was like, you know, got to control the controllable. I can control what I do, but I can't control how people are, you know, around you. Now to the theater. Um, they had um, like spatial um, like stickers set up, like for the ticket lines, for the snack lines and everything. Um, I got popcorn and they give you um, popcorn with um, like a plastic covering over it to reduce like, you know, anybody around getting anything on it and then for the fountain sodas there's like a soda bartender hmm. oh so they like have like the glass set up like you don't pour your own drinks anything like that and then so they have on um, that set up and then i'm pretty sure with the way that you purchase tickets now once you buy your seat or your block of seats they immediately x out like um two seats like next to you hmm. so no one was near me um i had so i i wasn't worried um Disease-wise or germ-wise, while I was there, I thought that was pretty relaxing. Um, Wait, that was two on the sides and two in front, like two like two on the sides in your row. That was about, it. What about front back? Uh, I don't think so, but like no one was like directly behind me. No one was directly in front of me. Yeah, I got to pick my seats too, so like I I made sure um, with those available seats, like I had a little bubble. Yeah. Um. So I was happy with that. I was kind of thrilled with how um, the IMAX. Kind of ran the show. And then they had, like, two guys at the entrance with, like, cleaning supplies, like, ready to rock, making sure everyone was staying away from each other and uh, good stuff like that. And they had a cleaning crew come right in after the movie was over. So, yeah. So, I, I'd say uh, theater experience overall, like, um, surprisingly good. I was kind of nervous about it, um, but good. Like, I'll go back. I'll watch another movie, like, recently or soon. I'd be down for that. Tenant. Yeah, yeah, I'll go see Tenet. Um, so let's get to New Mutants. We've waited so long for this. Um, <laughs> I'm not going. I did not go into this expecting a good movie. I just didn't. Now I'm a fan of some of the uh, actors and actresses, like Maisie Williams, Anya Taylor Joy. I'm a big Anya Taylor Joy fan, so I was like, and really excited for her character and Charlie Heaton. But I'll just say this: like, um, so they're obviously in the X Men universe. But they kind of went, like, uh, 90s wrestling on this. Like, they made each character, like, um, stereotypical. Wow. So there was, like, bad accents. Like, uh, Charlie Heaton's character was Southern. He had, like, a, a trashy Kentucky accent. Anya Taylor-Joy was Russian. Uh, Maisie Williams was, like, um, uh, like an Irish sort of deal. 
Um, Henry Zaga was like Brazilian. Like they all just, they really played into like their stereotypes. Um, Blue Hunt, um, she was Danielle Moonstar. So she was like Native American. And it was like, everything was, so like right out the gate, I'm just kind of like, all right. Um, no real like kind of character development behind them. It's just like, uh, like right out going stereotypical at you. And I thought that was like dated and just kind of corny. Um, and then in terms of like plot advancement, they kind of just like do things like just to do them. It's kind of like just like a lot of filler. Mm-hmm. They don't really like learn like too much about each character. Like they kind of just like give you like little bits and pieces there. Um, but the subject matter is like really dark. So I think that's why they kind of just like give you like kind of like surface material. Where it's like you understand what their backstory is, but like they don't like get like too much into it. Um, so like I know they wanted to list this as like a horror movie. I didn't really see it as that. I thought it was like an action movie, just like with darker elements to it. Now I'm mad. <laughs> now I'm even more mad because so, yeah, this was really a horror. horror and then movie. also um, the CGI not great. Um, the action scenes like are few and like just okay. Um, and as I'm trashing it, like, you know what? Not, not that bad. I really expected this to be like a one star movie and I ended up leaving. I gave it two and a half stars. Like I thought about it. So two and a half stars. So like a five out of 10. Um, so not so good. I, I gave it watchable just because like we've waited so long to see this. And I was like, <laughs> I thought this was going to be so bad and it just wasn't like, I thought it was like just okay. Um, but it is getting panned by, by the critics um, for a lot of the things I just mentioned. Like, they could have done something really good with um, Blue Hunt and Maisie Williams' characters. Like, they could have had something there with that, like, character dynamic. And it just kind of, like, um, like stops. You know, like, they were, like, building, like, a relationship. Like, you know, it's, like, two lonely, like, super-powered, like, people, you know? Like, that sort of thing. So then, like, they're building up a relationship but it just kind of ended and then you're just like all right well we could have done something cool there um yeah i think they they left a lot on the table but i will say anya taylor joy as uh iliana rasputin was very enjoyable she was probably the most like believable character um Um, so she was good she's always good i i really enjoyed she must have filmed this before split came out or glass i mean mean, before split came out no no sorry glass Oh. Yeah, it got to be before Glass, because I was like, that that doesn't sound right. Yeah. But yeah, she was good. Uh, Charlie Heaton was, he was okay. I thought they could have done a lot more with his character. Because like, for the, with the, with the New Mutants, like, uh, comics, they're like, his character is kind of like more of like their leader of the group, and he just didn't really act like it for the movie. It was kind of a letdown. I just think that they actually, <laughs> they picked young face people just probably so they could have done more with this um i'm i'm interested you know i'm gonna see it uh the question is when and Roas, I'm gonna it is that they're not gonna further this anymore no, like they're not. done yeah, yeah. I mean, the studio doesn't, doesn't exist anymore i think they did something where it was like they had a scene filmed it was like they were gonna do like a different like ending or like um uh, there is no um, post-credit scene, so don't waste your time. If you go see this, get up, get out of the theater, get out of there. Leave in shame. Uh, I sat till the we end. Like off at somebody on the way out. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we not had to keep with that, but yeah, um, no post-credit scene. It seems like they they were thinking about like uh, furthering it, but it, it seems like they're not. Um, that's too bad because like those characters, like there is some potential with those characters, but. What are you going to so, do? Rojas, I was going to ask you, when will you watch this? Will you try to see this at theaters or in a drive-in? Or will you just wait till Disney Plus? Because you know it'll be there in a month. Probably I will watch this 10 years after I die. <laughs> that's, that's when I will watch it. You get up to heaven and they're just like, Rojas, we've been saving new mutants. No, he's like, yeah, he's like, nope. Not he just yet. like jumps off the cloud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold my, my nose. nose. Like, like, why do he hold his nose? <laughs> He's dead. But yeah, I mean, that, I didn't hate it. Like, I, I didn't think it was that bad. But, like, now that I'm talking about it out loud, I'm like, eh, this, this movie isn't good. <laughs> it's not good. Like, to me, it's watchable. But I could see a lot of people saying this is a gigantic movie. That's, a, that's just a tough spot to be in. The, it's not good. 
but it's not bad. Yeah, it's, it's just living in that middle area. All right, well, it's like if you don't like superhero movies and if you don't like the X Men, please don't even like try to give this one a whirl. And if you're a horror fan, you're not getting horror elements from this. I can't watch New Mutants without like mentally in my mind. I feel like I owe it to myself to watch First Class first before I watch don't this. Do that. Yeah. Oh, this is definitely better than Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix is still the worst X Men movie ever created. Thank you. Yeah, like not it's not close. Dark Phoenix is a gigantic ball of uh, uh, garbage. Well, this was like this was like you could see like they they had some potential with this and they just didn't execute, which kind of stinks. But like it wasn't all bad. All right, Mark. Well, thank you for sharing your experience with New Mutants. People are going back to the theaters. Nature's healing. Popcorn will be had. Um. Yeah, let's move on to our quick picks. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. Whoa. Did you get popcorn? I got popcorn. I yeah, you said you got the plastic, plastic on it. it. The covering. But you didn't talk about the popcorn. How was it? <laughs> I, I did. Oh, the popcorn was great. They like uh, they loaded mine up with butter. I was so jacked up. Yes. Did you I get more of butter? I was like, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. And at our IMAX, they usually serve booze. There was no booze to be had at this one. That is disappointing, but understandable. A small price to pay for salvation. True. So... Let's get into our quick picks of the week where we have a minute each to talk about the movies that we are recommending to everyone to watch and where to watch them. Who wants to go first? You. All right, I'll go, go first. first. <laughs> put a minute on, on the clock. Ready? And go. My quick pick of the week, I will spend the entire minute talking about Hot Rod, which is a movie that I've watched before. So I rewatched it again because, again, this is the fifth of five movies I watched that night. And I was waiting for Julia to come back home from babysitting. She was supposed to be done at midnight. People didn't come back to her till 1.15 in the morning. So I'm able to chug along. And you know the point where you watched 70% of a movie? You're like, I've got to watch this to the end here. Uh, so yeah. So this is a lot of time talking about it. But quickly, I do want to say that Bill Hader, every single line Bill Hader has in that movie is hilarious. This movie is gets better every time you watch it. Chris Parnell is the, the AM radio disc jockey that is narrating a visual stunt, which is incredible. Um, the movie's incredible. There's just so many great scenes in it. Will Arnett, Andy Sandberg's fantastic. Yeah, that's all I got to say. Seven seconds. seconds. How, How many, many seconds? seconds? 53. Oh, all right, right cool. All right, I'll go next. And I, I shaved mine down to one pick uh, because my uh, other ones were rentals, so why not just go with uh, kind of a heavy hitter? All right, ready? Okay. Yeah. Go. Excellent. I saw Bill and Ted 3, which was most bodacious. I <laughs> loved it. Yeah. Um, I really was not excited about this. We saw the preview for it in theaters together, I believe, and I was like, can't wait to not see this. Oh, boy, was I wrong. It was it, – I was laughing out loud. Um, it was self-aware. They kind of knew – they knew that they were old, like kind of doing it. Like Keanu Reeves, uh, like going, but like they did such a good job with like separate plot lines and characters, and the jokes were funny. They nailed the jokes. Good. And so we're like going into this. It's not the original, um, but in in terms, like I thought this was funnier than the binge. So if you're uh, looking for a new movie to watch and you want some laughs, I'd say spend the money or you know however you you stream it. I'd say go see Bill and Ted Three. Fifty six cents glasses we sometimes do things on this show i wish we could capture the gifts because <laughs> our faces are so good we can we're, we're recording this. this oh you gotta make them man you're that was a perfect uh, yeah get, get my uh bill and ted please yeah mark excellent on the uh on excellent. the impressions too thank you thank you <laughs> um, and i will say that i'm ecstatic because i did kind of like i did like the first bill and ted's um i kind of wanted to rewatch them is there no connections uh well i never watched the second one. Oh, okay uh and i really like the third one but i think there are like ongoing like continuation jokes okay. In okay. the second one but it's not really i thought it was all funny all right cool good stuff you ready boyle I don't know. I never get my time, so I'm, I'm trying to We're going to put three minutes on the clock for Boyle. <laughs> Wait, did you guys – we give the, the scores at the end, or did you guys give the scores in it? For quick, quick picks, picks, I mean, you, you can't, can't throw a score. score. You don't have to. 
I okay. got, yeah, I just recommended it. Yeah. Okay. Um, tell me when. Three, two. Watch The Invitation on Netflix that Rojas suggested a few episodes back. It was absolutely incredible. What an ending. It, just, it was a good right movie. Good suspense. Go watch it. Um, there will be blood on Netflix. Rojas dissed this last time. I want to talk about this with him in a few minutes. Um, but it was good, I thought. And Liar Liar was a rewatch for me on Hulu with Jim Carrey. And man, there is not a person in the world that is a better actor. I, I really think it's true. I mean, I've watched a lot of his stuff, but this was like, who else could pretend to not be able to lie with a pen scene? Man, I was rolling. Just, it was an amazing movie. If you haven't seen it, go see it. And if you have seen it, see it again. I'm done. 41 seconds. Wow. Yes. That, was, that was good, boy. We sprinted today. That pen scene, that pen scene is so iconic. When he's just like holding Dude, he's it. like, and then it turns to him and he's like, <laughs> And he goes over and comes up and he's like, the pen's blue. Dude, I was losing it. I've never seen Liar Liar. What? That movie is an all-time classic for me. I Ross, I'm telling you, Hulu, that's a good, like, Jules, you, Renee, do the crowd. Have a good night. That's a funny watch. You want a good comedy, man? That's a good one. I know. I know. I got to see it. That's the one that Mike DeMars, when he hears that I haven't seen that, would be like, dude, you've seen, like, a movie from the 30s, but you haven't seen Liar Liar. <laughs> go, man, I I've been watching so many old classics. Like, I also watched, like, Just Go With It the other day again with AJ. Oh, old classics, you know, Just Go With It from 2011. <laughs> I meant old classic comedies. Like those to me are hilarious. Um, and then um, MacGruber. Do we rewatch MacGruber, man? Old, old classic comedies like MacGruber. Dude, I'm still. I'm uh, after this. I got to finish a movie from 1934 that that swept the Oscars. It's hilarious. Can't wait for it. It's one of three movies that won best film, best director, best original screenplay, best actor, and best actress. Only three movies have done that. The other two. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and uh, Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Really? I like that. Yep. Like now, what was the one? Um, what's the one you watched? What's the, I mean, I or watched I'm still it. watching it right now. I, I have about like 40 minutes to go in the movie. It's called It Happened One Night. It's Clark Gable, directed by Frank Capra. It's 1934. It's fantastic. It is it's like. like what? what? Did they remake that? It happened. Well, Every basically every rom com ever has this movie to thank for it. This movie's older. Remember a few weeks ago I said let's watch the Philadelphia. Well, not let's. I watched the Philadelphia Story, and that movie came out in like forty one, or something like that. And this is even older. And it's just I I don't want to harp on this too long, but even the, like people get so put off by black and white movies, and I get it. But watching these movies, you're like, oh, it movies are timeless, literally timeless. It's it's a black and white movie that's hilarious and it's a rom-com and you completely get it even though it took place uh, 84 years ago. So let's uh, quickly do our skip picks. I'll, I'll go, go first. first. Oh, wait a sec. Before skip picks. No, no, no. There will be blood. I yeah. just wanted to make one comment was that I was kind of shocked you didn't like this because I thoroughly enjoyed this. I gave, yeah, this I, love that movie. I gave that an eight out of 10. Um, and the only reason I texted you that was because I was surprised. I mean, like I back to the Jim Carrey comment. I just said, when it comes to film, like Daniel Day-Lewis, you, can, you can't beat him. He is just an actor, man. He is blood actor. I mean, he was incredible. And even the kid, I forget his name, Roas, but like Paul Dano. Dano with him. I mean, he did an incredible performance too. And I didn't think it really dragged the way you said. I actually thought the storyline was nice, enticing, and the acting was prime. But Look, Boyle, I'm in the minority here because I'm like one of like five people on this earth that didn't like it, so... I trust, I trust you. Know, I'm just more surprised. And it wasn't because you usually like those types of films. It was just because, like, I really thought Daniel Day Lewis did an awesome job. And I didn't Daniel, think the plot was amazing that. job. I watched three Daniel Day Lewis movies in the past, like, month and a half. And yeah, yeah that, that was, was, that that was, was a struggle, struggle for me. me. Mm. Wow. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Hey. Um, skip picks. You know, let's start with uh, Mark on this one, actually, Mark. All right. Put a minute on the clock and go. So I uh, just mentioned uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, whatever her name is, uh, how we appreciate her, her acting prowess. I watched the movie Morgan uh, on Hulu. Um, it's kind of got like ex uh, machina vibes to it. Um, uh, underdelivered. I just, I just really didn't like it. Um, that's on Hulu. If you see it, come up because you see the actress. Just, you know what, you can go ahead and skip this one. And then... Um, I was on a new movie kick, so I wanted to see Ava, 
which stars uh, Jessica Chastain. She's like an assassin. Uh, it like you know, um, I'm usually into those types of movies, um, but it, it just like it just I didn't care about anything. It's got a star-studded cast, so it's gonna rope you in like that. But it's just really a like a boring movie uh, where a lot of stuff is supposed to come off as like bad or tough, and it's just really not. It's just under uh, undersells, and uh, so that skip Ava, done. All right. Don't, Don't gotta tell, tell me twice. twice. You were like right there, right? What was your time on that? 58 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was like counting in my head. I'm like, he's close. He's gonna <laughs> land this bird. Stopwatch. Good job. All right, I'll go boil because I only have one movie. I know, man. What the now you've watched all these movies, but you didn't have any to do either one. Yeah, I was gonna say this after, but I'll quickly just say this. I watched uh in the last two weeks since we recorded an episode, I've watched like I think a dozen movies, maybe uh, a little bit less than that, maybe. But so many just fell into the just watchable category that there were movies I couldn't say were bad or go see. It was just like, meh. Okay. So it's, it's been, been tough. tough. It's been, been tough. tough. So go, minute, minute on, on the, the clock, clock and go. I watched The Hole in the Ground. We're looking for a horror movie the other night, me, Renee, and Joe. Um, you know, it's dark. It's rainy. Like, let's watch a horror movie. It's almost fall. It's feeling a little cold out. And you guys know this. When you're on Netflix or Amazon Prime, it is tough sledding because the good horror movies you tend to already have seen. And then the bad horror movies are really bad. So <laughs> I, we let Renee pick. And she's like, oh, this could be good. And it's like it's like a looks like a little scary kid. And I'm like, all right, let's throw this on. A24 comes up. I was like, whoa. I was like, hold up. I was like, is this good? And then I check IMDb and IMDb's like, it's average. I'm like, all right, permission granted. Again, we started this movie very late. I want to say like 10, maybe 10, 15. I napped. I passed out halfway through the movie and then woke up with five minutes to go. That's why I put it on my skip it because <laughs> I fell asleep. Sorry. I can't recommend a movie that I fell asleep. So there you go. That's it. 57. There you go. Amazon Prime. Don't check it out. All right, boy. <laughs> Ready? Yep. Go for it. Okay. Ingrid goes west on Hulu. Terrible message, terrible ending. Oh my God, I'm disgusted that's even a movie. Uh, the next thing is Drunk Parents. Again, terrible movie. Oh my God, I please don't ever do this to yourself. Uh, that's on Netflix. And last, Project Power, I just threw it on there, so I had a third. Um, it was just, it, actually, Ross, I'd probably throw that in that watchable if that was a category. It was just right there. Like, I just wasn't wowed. I feel like they could have done maybe some more with it, um, but it was just like, okay, done. Well, you just unlocked something that we should have totally figured this out four episodes ago. We literally should do the final segment. Should be good, bad, watchable. Okay. I don't know how that took us into this episode. I mean, listen, I'm not always a genius. That was pretty – well, we would unlock the whole thing. All right. Well, that's good to know. Well, thank you, Boyle. I will skip those movies. In terms, <laughs> In terms of, of tweets. I, I saw Ingrid Goes West, and it's just so bad. Actually, I only saw half of it, and I was like, this stinks. The only thing I need to point out about that movie is what I text you guys, because the listeners need to know this. I've never seen a movie that basically promotes to be a psycho and to stalk people and then it still be okay at the end of the movie. Like, it was very unsettling. There were cringeworthy moments throughout the whole movie. Yeah. And in the, in, in the end, I was so unsettled. And I was like, you just said this is okay by the way you just ended this movie. Like, that's not, to me, mental health, that's not good. That shouldn't be a thing. That movie should be burned. Like literally, never. Sh no one should see that movie. Other than that, great movie. movie. No, I'm just <laughs> hey, look, I look out for kids. I can't be saying go watch this. Like, think of the kids. So, um, before we sign off here, Boyle, I just want to quickly know uh, how's your not watching trailers New Year's resolution going? Because if you could have picked one year to not have to watch trailers, you. Picked, Picked a great, a great one. one. Picked a great, great year. Hit. There was no, no trailers. trailers. Nope. And that was my um. That was my one big thing this year was to not watch trailers. Um. I decided this as you know as you just said, and it's been okay. I mean, there's a few like we talked like that you just have to like the Batman. I had to. Um. But other ones like the French Dispatch and a couple of those other ones, I honestly won't. I haven't. The Batman, I guess, is the only trailer I think I've watched this year. Now I think about it. Yeah. It definitely is the that only. Trailer is so good. So oh, good. So, so worth it. We are like, yeah. yeah. That was literally the only trailer, Nick, I think I've honestly watched this year. Um, and 
I'm sticking with it till January. And then I can't wait, Mark, to come back home because I miss it, man. I, I was like you, dude. I was like always like. I love trailers. I watch trailers. I watch the teasers. I watch everything. Yeah. I go the same way. prepared to movies. I'm the same way, man. And so this was just like I needed to do it for my own trying to improve myself in the podcast, you know, for the movie, you know, for the show and stuff. And uh, I don't, I mean, I guess maybe in some ways it's helped, but I just like, I'm, yeah, I'm, it's a tough year to decide whether or not it hurts or helps because, and we're, we're talking about this before. The reason why I don't watch trailers, I don't watch trailers for movies that I don't want to know much more about because I'll be looking for the scenes I saw in the trailer. So that's why I avoid trailers, but I've been watching trailers this year because a lot of the movies are streaming movies that I don't really care about as much. So that's kind of why we're in the situation that we're in. So that makes sense. Yeah, I'm not a hardline no trailer guy, but I, I I'm I'm selective no trailer guy. Okay. There, there we go. The trailer guy. Mark is the trailer guy. Mark, you could send Mark a trailer, and be like, dude, this just came out. I'd be like, yeah, I saw it already, dude. Yeah, so like, get no. this. Um, speaking of trailers, I watched. Um, did you guys watch The Babysitter on Netflix? No. It's Wait, a uh, it's a horror awesome. comedy with yeah. Tomorrow Weaving. Mm-hmm. Pretty good, like not, not great, but it's good. And the sequel, I guess they came out with a sequel that's going to come out in like a week. I just saw the trailer on YouTube. Like really, yeah. Mick G directed that. Yeah, so I I just looked it up. So that I'm putting that one on my watch list. Like I'm in. It, like uh, especially with how weak the movies have been. I'm like why not? It's a Netflix movie, so if you got Netflix, you can check it out. Um, and the first one was good. It was it was okay. Like uh, it was a nice spin on like um, like uh, it, it's a horror comedy, but it was it was pretty solid. Like I, if you if you're bored tonight, like check it out. The sequel is called The Babysitter: Colon Killer Queen. Shout out to Freddie Mercury. Mercury. Comes, Comes out September 10th, 2020. 2020. So there you go. It's starring Bella Thorne. Huh, she's been in the news. Leslie Bibb and Ken Marino. So uh, the original came out in 2017. Yeah, it's got okay ratings. I gave it a I gave it a six out of ten or three stars out of five. Um, the average rating on Letterbox is uh, two point eight stars out of five. It's not like it's not bad. Like it knows what it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's a horror comedy. I mean, which is like historically one of the worst genres of all time. But I was thoroughly entertained. And I was uh, you know pretty pleased that I watched it. Again, it's on Netflix, and then the sequel's coming out in like a week. Hmm. All right, All right. Good, good, you know, that's, that's good, good to know. know. That, that might, might be a uh, fall movie watch this, this year. year. I was going to say, I mean, I really thought I'd heard that that first one was junk. That's why I never watched it. So good to know that you liked it, Mario. This, this is, is why, why we, we do, do the podcast, podcast guys. guys. Yes, it is. Well, well that said about it outside of Letterboxd. I didn't well, hate it. Well, well yeah, it's got, it's got 72 on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Hmm. It's not that bad. Right. right. Hour and twenty five minutes is a big selling point. Yeah, and it's got it's got our true queen Samara Weaving, who is in Bill and Ted Three. Yep, yep. and in uh, Ready, Ready or, or not. not. Yeah, she was. Yeah, I mean, she's way better in Ready or Not, but like still, still strong in the Babysitter. Mm-hmm. Okay, good to know. That is good to know. So follow the show on Instagram, GBW Pod on Twitter, GBW Pod. Follow Mark on Twitter, Boyle on Twitter. I'm on Twitter as well. We'll be sharing some movie thoughts. Big shout out to Mark for sharing his uh, movie theater adventure on Instagram. We appreciate that. Follow us on Instagram so you can see stuff like that in the future. And yeah. So until next time, he's Mark Sisto. He's Nick Boyle. I'm Nick Rojas. Keep watching movies. We'll see you next time. Woo! Watchable.